Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, and I'm a sustainable stylist. I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, whatever your favorite drink of choice is, and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Woo, yay. <laughs> I read a recent, I found a really cool article in Nylon. Uh, we're going to link it in the show notes. And it's essentially about how the culture or the the trend of like core trends. So we're going to put this in the show notes, but when we're talking about core trends, it's like apostrophe core. So we're talking about things like cottage core, Barbie core, norm core. So it's a very, very micro, micro trend that is usually identified more by specific pieces of clothing. So like when you think cottage core, you think the peasant dresses and all that kind of things. So they're micro trends. They're very niche. They're very specific and they are very, very fast moving. Like they're here one minute and then they're gone. They're less of a representation of like the current subculture or anything like that. Um, and this article kind of questions like, are these crazy micro trends, these core trends, are they ruining personal style? Like, have we lost our sense of identity? Have we lost? Yeah. Like, what are, are they wreaking havoc on our personal style? Um, and I just thought it was really cool because it touches on a lot of points like um, the influence of social media, how a lot of people just dress for the algorithm or, you know, um, and you know, using, you know, outfit repeating is still a little bit, you know, not, I think we live in an echo chamber. So it's kind of neat and, and a good reminder to be like, no, like there are still fast moving trends. Outfit repeating isn't as universally loved maybe as we believe. And how is that impacting style in general? So um, I don't know. I know both of you read the article. I'd love to know what you thought and just go from there. Uh, yeah, tell me, what do you think of core trends? Do you think they're ruining personal style? Have you tried a core trend? Um, I was really attracted to normcore once, mm, but I think like I am not... normcore. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I think I still have the the board on it on Pinterest. I don't know if I deleted it, but it's. I was very attracted to that whole mm. whole thing once, um, but in like in this period of life not so much um hold on and explain, i think <clears throat> explain nor norm core what is the aesthetic it's very like to me like what i immediately think about is like birkenstocks like birkenstocks and a blazer that's like norm core mm. to me or like a pair of baggy jeans and you know a sweat like a, a oversized sweater and a pair of oversized jeans and then a pair of birkenstocks like that's mm. no, norm core to me mm-hmm. um so yeah which i i think it's still very much like like, I definitely see that trend uh, today still. Um, but yeah, I think, no, but I think we kind of touched on, you know, the styling rules and styling do's and don'ts that are kind of dominating yes. social media right now, which I think somewhere in the article, someone mentioned that, you know, there's so many people telling you what to buy and how to look and how to wear it and where to go, that it's it's very easy to forget yourself in all of that. Um 
and I think it's very you can see it on social that like that's definitely how I feel sometimes like a lot of the styling do's and do's and the styling tips and stuff that you see out there are great but then at the same time sometimes you will look at something and you'll be like okay but then what can I wear and like I don't even know how to style that item anymore because I'm being influenced and being told how to wear it and it's like you completely lose yourself somewhere along the way and I even like take myself and like sometimes I I kind of feel like I am you're not up to date or you're not modern because you're not following those that kind of you know because you're just re-wearing all of your older pieces like you're not following the times or like you're feeling kind of feeling kind of untrendy or like I don't know how to explain it yeah um I have two thoughts about this one I think that this is a thing that's very niche to the internet I have rarely seen well maybe normcore I think I think most I think a lot of us are normcore anyway like Adam Sandler Jerry Seinfeld aesthetic Mm. (laughs) sometimes but um like I what's the core right like ballet core full Mm -hmm. tilt ballet core with like the Mew Mew flats and uh what is it like leg warmers and the bun and ribbons and all that stuff I haven't seen that from I haven't seen a head-to-toe look of that in real life ever now maybe I don't get out of the house much but this to me is such a I think it's like a thing that is uh seg I don't want to say segregated but just like that's specialized to the internet like it's something that you only see online and in, in real life I don't know if it necessarily translates um and the thing but I in this in in terms of your question regarding personal style like I think it I think it it is kind of ruining personal style in the sense of like it's not even like a like how you talked about it. it's not even like a subculture like in those in if you're if you're like um into goth uh, or you have that kind of aesthetic punk even like mm-hmm. that's associated with like a movement and music and aesthetic and there's just like so many more aspects to it that I feel like the core aesthetics don't really have like there's no there's like no bands associated with you know what I mean you know what I'm trying to say like um really only works for views almost yes Mm. and that was a big piece in the article it was like a lot of these trends and a lot of the purchases behind it is literally you're dressing to satisfy an algorithm because a certain look is trending one week and you get a lot of views, you get a lot of likes, and then you move on to the next. Like if you're participating in that and that's like your, maybe that's like your role on social media or if you're an influencer in that way, it's just like the consumption and the the in and out of the clothes aside, like how exhausting is that? And I think the thing with personal style that we always go back to is like personal style is a reflection of yourself and like what you want to say without saying anything Mm -hmm. and if you're zipping in and out of these cores who are you like what do you know yourself Mm -hmm. um now I guess you could argue that like maybe part of your personality is to and part of like what makes you who you are is staying on trend and being on top of that because Mm -hmm. I think there is um you know, there's like status and interest associated with that. Like, you know, I think we chase trends so that people know that we're quote unquote with it. Mm -hmm. 
but then they always change what it is. Yeah. And now what you're with isn't it. Yeah. And mm. what <laughs> that, that's the Simpsons <laughs> quote. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and now what's now what's it is weird and scary to me. Um, so it's just um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think like if you if trend chasing is part of like what makes you you, then sure. But I just for me personally, I would be I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It is exhausting. And it's like also it's wreaking havoc, I think, on on self-esteem and also obviously mm-hmm. just the, the fashion industry of like I think Sina and I were talking about this before we started recording and it was like a lot of times these items are a so costumey or like Christina, to your point, like unwearable out on the street or like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but also they are so identifiable to one specific moment in time, not even a specific moment in time, but like literally a a specific week that you're not going to, you're, you know, you're not going to wear it again. Like it's, it's not even part of your style. It becomes, I think, a costume. And I just wonder with this like TikTok generation or how 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 are they gonna find their style? Like I'm kind of sad. <laughs> like uh, like what would it look like? And I'm trying to think back, like when we were young, where did we get our ins- fashion inspiration from? It was from like a magazine, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, just, a TV show. A t- like yeah, I watched The Hills, show. like in the oh in God, high school. Yes. Like Lauren Conrad was like my biggest style icon at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then I think there was an interesting piece in the article that. Um, talked about oh our girl Shakela Forbes Bell who we've mentioned before um, I think we talked about her in episode seven which I will link to in the notes but like uh, or which we will link to in the notes was the increased social media usage not only has like given us sort of a, an attention deficit with just how we consume content but also with our fashion, like how, like it's really playing into the narrative of you must have this new thing next week. You cannot wear the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you, you have to, this pressure to lurk a certain way. And I thought that was interesting. Like, do you find our, our attention spans are getting so much shorter? Oh mm, yeah. Right. Like, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting when I'm on TikTok like if they haven't gotten to the point in the first 3 seconds I'm out. I'm swiping. Mm, I find crazy. that very interesting, but the behavior like if I'm on YouTube, yes. my attention span is different because I think my brain is primed for that uh, absorbing that long form content, but when I'm on TikTok, I am like a goldfish like like memory of a goldfish attention span is like not there. Um and yeah, I just like speaking and speaking to trends, like remember last year or two years ago, that House of Sunny dress? Um, have you seen that? It's like that. It was like that green dress with oh. swirls all over it. And everybody yes. was just after that. And yeah. as you say, that's like that when you when you um, buy into that trend, I think we all tell ourselves we like it. And then 
And, and we tell ourselves because we're marketed to this way that we are going to be current and Mm -hmm. this is a symbol of me being in the know and on top of these things. But then as you say, two years later, if I wore that dress today, a lot of me wants to say, I'm going to wear it because I like it. But then I have this little voice in my head that's like, oh, but everyone's going to know that you're frozen in 2021 right? wearing mm. that. Or like if you buy like an, uh, one of the it bags of the, of yes. the season, like the trending, the trending bags, like, oh, that's so 2020 of you or whatever. And it's that, there is that little chatter that I find. So it's, it's hard to break free of that um, as much as, you know, we want to say the contrary that like, oh, I'm not into trends and I don't let trends dictate my style. But I think they seep in there. Yeah. I think that's a place where like the psychology of fashion goes into it again, because like, you know, we have this need to feel like we belong to certain groups as human Mm -hmm. beings. And I think doing that through fashion is just, you know, inevitable. And that's where it becomes hard to kind of break free from that mindset of buying into trends even if you don't want to because you still want to belong to that group that you identify yourself with yep and think of it this way if you see a trend like have you ever seen a trend that when you first saw it you just absolutely hate it you had this like visceral Mm -hmm. gut reaction of that is terrible I hate it and then six months later it's in your closet because you're like, oh, I kind of like this. And it's no. and it's because we've seen it and it's being repeated over and over again and it grows on you. And there's psychology to show that I think if you if you if you're served something visually or whatever however you're consuming it, I think it's the average of seven to fourteen times, you're more likely to buy it and to purchase it because like your brain is saying, like, I'm seeing this over and over again. I guess it's good. Like the quote unquote growing on you is because it's just been shown to you that that much more or like the trend is increasing in popularity and you're seeing it more. So it's like the subliminal, actually, you do really like me Mm. messaging. (laughs) Yeah. It's like in the subconscious at that point, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like it's, we're almost back at where we started. I feel like, you know, when I started like doing YouTube and Instagram and stuff, it was like to remove myself from a way of consuming, Mm -hmm. which I think was reflected even back then in social media somehow. Like we, Alyssa and I just talked about that, you know, where, you know, if the dress is always, uh, or if the dress has already been shown on Instagram, I don't need to wear it again because Mm -hmm. it's already been out there. And I feel like we're kind of back at where we started now, which is, it's kind of sad. Like it's, I know it's a, it's a, a new generation and stuff and our generation Mm -hmm. may we might have learned more but it's still yeah I think it's it's sad Mm -hmm. like have either of you been I mean I don't I'm not gonna lie like a lot of these micro trends mentioned in the article I I don't even recognize them like I recognize Regency core and tennis core and like but there were a couple that are mentioned that I fully like poof, went right over my head. Mm. Um, have either of you been inspired by these micro trends and were you able to introduce them into your closet in a way that was like not 
wasteful. Like, oh, let me just play around with this and see what it feels like. Or like, do none of these, you know, interest you at all? Ballet flats. But like, why, how is a ballet flat part of ballet core? Like ballet flats have been a thing since I was in high school where... Oh God, do you remember those days when just like the stinky, smelly feet after yeah. those like, yeah. like, But it's, you know, I, I was wearing those when I was in high school in 2005. So it's just like, yeah, you know, so, yeah. And I guess Normcore, I like, I have a pair of New Balance sneakers now. So, I mean, Adam Sandler got in. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I like... I don't worry that much about trends like definitely sometime again and it may be more like um you know they might creep up on me like in like unconsciously that I might follow a few trends without even thinking about mm-hmm. it because I like you said Christina um just to keep my wardrobe looking current and I do like to be playful with my style but I think I'm a lot less concerned about what's trendy these days as mm-hmm. I were like even just a few years back. Mm -hmm. But I think there are definitely like ways you can inject trends into your wardrobe in a mindful way. I feel like that's something you talk a lot about on your channel, Alyssa, like how to kind of incorporate or interpret trends into your, you know, in a specific way so that you're not being wasteful with it. Yeah, I think think it's important to take a trend. Um... Because those trends will never stop, like, you know, mm. and think the Devil Wears Prada, like Cerulean Blue yes. or whatever scene. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm. that's that's how it works. And, um, but I think you can take pieces from trends that you decide you like, and then there's ways to make it timeless for you. I'm, I talk about that a lot on my channels. It's like, like, because I, I do buy into trends. Like, right now I'm into baggy jeans. I like them. Um, I'm looking at maxi skirts. Like, it's growing on me. But I, for me, from a consumption and financial standpoint, um, I can't af- I can't afford to have it be, like, an in and out like that. I don't want it to be just, like, a blip in my style. I want to wear it next summer. And, you know, maybe when jeans, when the silhouette gets slimmer, I'm still going to hold on to my baggy limp biscuit Jenko jean vibe, you know? So, but I think, and that's where knowing yourself and knowing your style is so important. And I know, and I don't know if buying into core, the core aesthetic as we're talking about, I don't think it gives you an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good Mm. point. Yeah. Because you're just constantly chasing. So you really don't even get a, a moment to appreciate what you like your own style and what you've cultivated and how you want to and the whole core thing it's like a head to toe style so it's very costumey and um that to me is like I don't see I don't see the person I don't see you I see someone from the black swan like I don't see the person and I think it's because of that head to toe vibe um yeah, so that takes me that takes me out of the person. Yeah. 
I I often find like when it comes to trends that are so specific, I think that's what what rubs me the wrong way about these is that they are so specific and so identifiable. Like when I was in Toronto this week, Christina, I saw so many people wearing white ankle socks and loafers with a short skirt or with like those baggy pants. And I'm like, this was cute maybe like two years ago when people just started doing this. And now like it's everywhere. And I feel like the ubiquity of a trend that is so specific that you can't even put your own spin on it. I'm just, uh, I don't know if this is too judgy, but it's like, where do you get to inject the creativity in that? Like if you're copying such a specific thing, and we kind of talked about this in the other episode, like how do you bring in your own personality? Like, yes, it's cool to inject the novelty and whatever, but how do you keep your yourself? And I think that's what irks me about these core trends in particular is their specificity. Like there is no room for personal creativity. Like it's the black chunky loafer with the white sock. Like that's, those are your options. It's like, where's the fun? Yeah. I I, I think it's a little like, I I have ballet core in my head still. Like to me, it's a bit, it's a bit mindless. Um, just like, yeah, you you copy and paste the the core aesthetic onto yourself, and yeah, um, it just to me, it's just like it, what I see communicated is the value that just I have to be on top of these trends, and I almost feel anxious thinking about that. Like that's so much pressure to have to keep up with that and to just like always be in the know and there's just like I think part of like knowing your personal style and getting dressed is like being there's some critical thought to that I think in the sense of putting things together deciding what feels like yourself um and you're doing some inner work with that and 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 to just like copy and paste and and wear it for two weeks and then move on to the next thing. It's just, it's almost like you're using it as a form of distraction to not get to know yourself. Oof. Mm, Love that. Yeah. 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 I wonder, I I have a question because I'm not super, super active on TikTok (laughs) working on it. Um, But I I wonder from like a a Gen Z perspective, because they're the ones who are really affected I think and participating Mm. like the biggest participants of these core trends Mm -hmm. and I I don't know this this generation like is it just influencers who are participating in the speed and the full head to toneness of of these like and, and they're the ones who are really keeping up or is it like anyone who has a TikTok account and like they're just cool and stylish and they just want to be whatever and they throw up their outfit and that's the end like do you, do you guys know like is that what's the what's the extent because I remember like when blogging started like it, it, a blogger would be the one who like can't wear the same thing twice da, da, da. and then that kind of slowly infiltrated into into everyday people as people started building their Instagram accounts and it was like sure it's a personal account but I still can't be seen mm-hmm. wearing the same thing so I'm curious is this is this the same thing is, is it the same thing just on a different 
platform and at a way, mm. way, way faster pace because it's being fueled by a, a completely different algorithm. And also like you wonder, oh my God, like our, our fashion, like did the ultra fast fashion brands come into play because of the algorithm? Like because of mm. this whole thing? Like, sorry, that was like five yeah. questions in one. I'm sorry. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, some good points that you have there. Yeah, I feel like TikTok almost is the fast fashion social media kind of platform mm. like I feel like yeah. you have Instagram and YouTube which is more slow like long like I know Instagram is following and TikTok like trails as well but like, I feel like definitely YouTube is more slow and I feel like TikTok is the the fast fashion platform like the, the and also the fast content kind of platform so I definitely think that it probably like I've not done the research but I, that's definitely my mm-hmm. um my theory is that that's definitely how it's it's all connected, like the Shein yeah. halls and everything, and the, and then maybe also the fact that people want to like a lot, like a lot of people like being an influencer in general has become a thing. Like it's a like it's a you know an industry. It's a it's a you know maybe a lot of people want to be influencers, so there are also a lot of influencers now. So maybe it's that's also kind of. Mm, I don't that's know. An interesting point. Yep. Yeah, because YouTube is more long form. You can absorb it. Even on Instagram, it's a static photo. You can take the time to look at it. But on on TikTok, if you're not hooked in that first one second. And so like when I'm in the middle of scrolling, I'll stop to look if you if I see like a head to toe ballerina or a head to toe dark academia cottage girl, you know, it's it's striking. The visual is very impactful. Um so that catches you. Do you think it's a lot of like, do you think some of these core trends are born out of just a necessity for shock value at this point? Because yeah. a lot of them aren't even born of the runways. Like a lot of them are completely disassociated from what we're seeing as like, you know, the annual mm. or the, the quarterly trends that we're seeing. Like they're, mm. they're just not even like clickbait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think so. Wild. I think so. And I mean, there are like communities um, and niches around these aesthetics. So I'm not, you know, like uh, the dark academia trend and all of these things. Like it, it does, uh, it does gather a certain amount of people together and create a common interest. And I think that's amazing. But I think like what here we're talking about is how it's a chameleon. Like if there's this pressure to, oh, I finally settled into this aesthetic, and now. 10 minutes later, it's dated and over, and now I got to move on to this one. So like the, the, the whole point, the whole insidious thing about trends is that they're just designed to make us feel outdated, make us feel inadequate, and then get our money to solve that problem. Um, you could look at it that way if, because if, like whenever I, you know, if you feel outdated, it's like a, it's a negative, it's a negative feeling. It's, it's not, I don't say to myself, I want to refresh my wardrobe. I say, oh, this is looking old and tired. I, I feel outdated. Then I'll go see how I can refresh my wardrobe. And that can be dictated by trends. Like we're not immune to that. So, um, but I think a way to push back against that is to know when something's for you and when something isn't. 
Yeah, you're right. It kind of all comes down to like the whole, like the more you know your personal style slash yourself, the easier it is to eliminate the noise. Mm. Yeah. But I like how you touch on again that, you know, the, that there might be like different communities within the different trends mm-hmm. or like it brings people together. And I think that's why it seems so hard to break out of this cycle because again, we want to feel connected in those groups. It's like, mm-hmm. how do we then do that? But I feel like, you know, using what you have, like we have a community of our own, like, or I think we have us three here, we have like a lot of common um, followers. And I feel like that's another form of community, like slow fashion and, re- and connecting this way. Um, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for being yeah. here. <laughs> so much. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I wonder too, like, again, like we already talked about this a little, like that format of, of exploration, like our, I think it would be neat to figure out how to make even some of the more kind of costumey or shock value trends they are also an opportunity for style exploration like maybe you pull one or two things like I wouldn't have like I love the idea of tennis core I love a good tennis skirt are you kidding me like (laughs) I love it I actually only wanted to play tennis as a child because of the uniform like so that's kind (laughs) of like cool and Uh, So, but it's kind of a neat opportunity to inject it into your personal style or at least maybe explore or, you know, that kind of thing Um, without just, you have to do it, you've got to do it in a mindful way. And it's Mm. really parsing out is, do I like this just because it's been Mm. around forever or because it's cool now? Like I still have a tennis skirt on my list, you know? (laughs) Oh my yeah. God, add it. And that, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to shit all over trends and no. like demonize mm. this at all. No. But it's like, I think don't the do key it for is, the algorithm. Yeah, no, I, exactly. Yeah. Like, who are you doing it for? Yeah. And um, like, again, going back to personal style, it's like, do you, how, how much do you know yourself? Obviously, experimentation is key to evolution, and you don't want to be a static. Like, you know, we don't, if you love fashion and love getting dressed and style and all that stuff, like you're going to, trends are going to come, going to find their way in there. But like, like to me, a tennis skirt is sure there's tennis core where you're like head to toe and like, you know, the I'm not going to walk around with like my sweatbands on my wrist. Yeah. So, (laughs) but a tennis skirt in itself to me is a fairly timeless thing. No, like it's a classic to me. It's something that's a little bit more classic. It's just like. Is it having a moment right now? Sure. But if you know yourself and know your style and practice re-wearing and shopping your own closet, like maybe in a couple of years, you'll rediscover it and wear it again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I often buy into a trend like when it's over, if I do buy into a yeah. trend at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like Very it's late like to it's the game. Over. Yeah. Super late. Like it's over and I'm like, okay, I still mm. like it. Like, let's go. <laughs> Mm. yeah yeah no I say and I just want to say I I really like that because I think it's at some level a bit more mindful like you're not just buying into it like Mm. because as soon as it pops up yeah yeah Mm. but but I mean I'm curious like what do you think about uh, like I'm actually doing research for my uh fall or summer anti-haul video summer trends like so trends that I don't think I'll be buying or either because I don't like them or because I already own it and it's like 
a lot of I would say quote unquote classic timeless pieces are trends like vests fully long skirts satin skirts like how is that a trend I just don't that's one thing is that we're labeling things as quote unquote trendy and it's just like what do you mean this has been around forever Diane Keaton has been wearing vests since the 70s like I just I don't know like (laughs) 100% I've I've often thought of that I think I I did a video like, you know, like trends that are dis- are classics that are disguised as trends. Like it's mm-hmm. like you're saying, like there's so many, I guess you can always find an element of something timeless mm. in every trend because there's no new, there's nothing new on the internet or just in general. Like mm-hmm. it's just a reinterpretation of, of our current moment and how, how it's mm. being worn and interpreted. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's a really good question Christina yeah I think you touched on on the fact that you know uh, Alyssa you talk about sometimes like pulling the outfit apart and breaking it into the style elements and I feel like that is something that you could really like focus on in terms of trends because like you just said it's often more about the styling of certain pieces like the vest for example or the waistcoats okay so now you wear them with jeans and a pair of ballet flats and then that's a cute look mm-hmm. whereas like in the 90s or whenever or you know when they first came around that you would wear them a different way so it's it's just about much about like figuring out how to restyle how to style those pieces today and that's why like for me if I'm looking at if I'm ever looking at trends especially something like that I will look at it I will go thrifting because it's you know Mm -hmm. chances of that being a trend that's already been here in some form Mm -hmm. you know the chances are very high for that so and that's you know a bit more of a mindful way to to inject a bit of of, of more of a trendy piece into your wardrobe i'm not saying yeah. it's doable every time but it's definitely like worth yeah considering mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's also the question of like a trend to someone can be a classic to someone else mm. mm-hmm. one thing i've just have been thinking of i think for a long time i even up until like maybe today in this conversation um i always looked at trends as like uh, as like a bad thing Mm -hmm. and um like oh like you're a sheep if you like like can't you have an end I would say this to myself like can't can't you have like an independent thought of your own in in the sense of like why why is there all this pressure all the time to like want to keep up with them and and feeling that way but I think like how we talked about you know there's other avenues to feel want to feel current and modern which trends do dictate and that's never really going to go away so um but I don't think you need to be like anti-trend all the time yeah um and I like how you talked about like there's other avenues in the sense of like you can thrift it you can DIY it and you can create you can add that thing in to be a classic for yourself Mm -hmm. within your style yeah yeah. Because sometimes I just feel like being anti-trend feels just to be against, to be anti it all the time. It just feels a little pick me, like a little pick me girl, like, mm-hmm. oh, like not like other girls kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like sometimes it's OK to like like what's happening. What other people like. It. Yes. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. It's almost like what Sina was saying about that sense of belonging, sense of camaraderie, mm-hmm. like it brings people mm-hmm. together. And that's. Yeah, that's well, good. Yeah, it's it is good. Yeah, yeah. It's like 
Finding the finding the balance. I feel like the common theme in a lot of what we talk about is like finding the balance and also knowing yourself and knowing your personal style. Those seem those two things seem to be really, really integral when it comes to keeping out noise and making sure that that our consumption is is mindful and healthy and not not detrimental to ourselves mm. or the planet. Yeah. There we go. We've solved it. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The good, the the key to, as you say, is being the planet too. Cause I think that's easy to forget. Yeah. Um, If we're moving in and out of trends so often, especially in this core niche, it's like um, how disposable that stuff is. And I think that's a lot of, you know, part of the conversation and why it's such a big problem is because of the, in and out revolving door nature of the trends so there is a lot to be criticized when it comes to trends but um all I was saying earlier is that it's okay to like them if you do totally a hundred percent that's that exploration piece and that fun piece yeah Mm. yeah yeah balance we love it Harder to achieve than we think, though. Fully. (laughs) Fully. And I think it's okay. Balance and nuance is probably like the key. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I also think it's like giving ourselves grace. Like, maybe you buy something and you don't like it six months later. Like, it it happens, you know? Like, every purchase can't be perfect. This Mm. is going to be on YouTube, so feel free to leave us your thoughts in the comments. Yeah, yes. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. See our faces. We'll have higher quality video for you guys next time. (laughs) And my background, my recycling bin. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's great. Look, you can see my light here. (laughs) (laughs) Dina's always got the aesthetic down. Yes. I figured out. Oh, it's my office. It's It's so nice. It's so pretty. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Okay, guys. Good, right. good stuff. Good chat. Love it. <laughs> Bye. <Woo>. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast, so if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!